0: figure out what you're thinking. And if the thoughts aren't where they should be, then change those thoughts. Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome, to the Agent Power Huddle.
1: Welcome to another Agent Power Huddle. This is a Monday, so we're doing our Mindset Monday today, and I am joined by an awesome co-host named Craig Graves. Craig, how are you feeling today?
0: Feeling good. Feeling good. How about you?
1: I'm fantastic, man. I'm excited to talk to you. It's been it's been a while. We Craig, Craig has hosted a uh, a number of these on his own, and a number with uh, with uh, Matthew Hanks. And he, he's uh, usually talking about a program that every time I hear you talk about it, I get really excited. <laughs> I do because because given everything that's gone on with the, uh, uh, with the real estate industry and mortgage rates going up and things changing, I feel like the mindset piece becomes so much more important as agents to do what we need to do. And even the name of the, uh, the program you went through, right. Uh, Unbreakable mind.
0: Unbeatable mind.
1: I can't even say it right. Unbeatable mind. Sorry. <laughs> unbeatable mind i think i typed it right every time unbeatable mind yeah you did
0: Um, did. it's it's, that's kind of funny there's a there's a coach there at unbeatable uh his name's richard thompson he's not an exp but he's he happens to be an agent in las vegas and we'd go through these kind of these uh role plays and he would you know he would be the client or whatever and he'd say tell me about this unbelievable brain or what you know whatever it is so it's kind uh, of a funny thing to, to hear you say that
1: I'm telling an inside joke without knowing it. All right, so in case people haven't heard you talk about this before, give us because what we're going to do today, we're going to unpack some some tools and strategies that that Craig uses, um but also just want you guys to hear a little bit of his journey because it's been an interesting journey. What is? Un, let's just start with what is unbeatable mind, and we'll talk about how you got into it and, and go from there.
0: Yeah, unbeatable mind is a is a program that was developed by um, a retired Navy SEAL commander. His name is Mark Devine. <clears throat> you guys may or may not have heard of Mark. You know, and, and you said I've done a number of these of these talks on the Agent Power Huddle. Matthew and I started out with uh, a review of Mark's book called The Way of the Seal. He's got several books, but the one that I started with was called The Way of the Seal. And he goes through these elite uh, these eight principles of elite leadership. And so, uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's really a mindset based program. Um, you know, obviously, you can you can go through it individually or or work with with some of the unbeatable coaches. But but that's kind of kind of what it is at a high level, Jesse.
1: And and have you noticed? I mean, you've been on this personal growth this journey for a while. Have you noticed changes in yourself since you started this?
0: Yeah, I have. I, d- I definitely have. You know, and, and and it's kind of funny because people have noticed changes in me o- over the years. I had my my kids at one point said, "Hey, Dad, you seem a lot calmer. You know what what you got going on?" And I and I hosted a podcast for a couple of years with a with a psychotherapist friend of mine, and uh, we were doing a sound check. I've actually got this this recording he said, Hey, you seem a lot, you seem a little calmer lately. What are you doing? And so I went through the, went through telling him what I'd been doing, you know, I'd kind of up my, my personal practice. And so people, you know, people have noticed uh, changes in me as well, you know, and I, and I feel there's more confidence, Jesse. And, and one of the things we talk about in our program is the 20 X factor. You know, you're capable of 20 times more than you think you are. Um, David Goggins calls it the 40% rule, but you know, I feel like that's true. Matthew and I came on one of the power huddles not too long ago and talked about the 20x event that we had done out in To uh, To Mecca, California, which is a 12 to 14 hour event that's that's hosted by Mark's team, and they're they're all either current or former Navy SEALs and special operators, and uh, so you are really capable of doing a lot more than you think you are.
1: I love I love it. And those of you listening, hopefully, this is already starting to make sense. Why, as real estate agents. This would matter to you, right? Staying calm or being able to do more than you thought, especially as the market shifts and changes, knowing that you have that sense of confidence in yourself. So, th- did you did you start out like this, Craig? Like, did you start out being like, "I'm calm, I'm good"? Or, or how, wh- what was things like, and how did you how did you find this program?
0: Um, I wouldn't say I was always calm, and I'm not always now. You know, we, we tell a funny story about about personal development, personal growth. The guy's walking down the street, he falls in a hole he comes back the next day, he sees the hole, he still falls in it. The third day, he sees the hole and goes around it. And the fourth day, he just avoids the hole. He just goes a different way. So, you know, even if you're doing some of this kind of work, you still fall in the hole. It's not always, you know, you're, you're, you you're never really get there. We talk about self-mastery, but it's never really achieved. Um, the way I got into it, you know, I uh, I don't know at what point in my life I kind of got interested in personal development, but You know, I started reading some personal development books and and those kind of things and um, started that journey. My father had been in the Navy. And so when I was a kid, I wanted to be like my dad and I wanted to join the Navy. At some point, I found out about Navy SEALs and I never really wanted to be a Navy SEAL. Right. But I was always curious as to why what what makes the 15 percent of the guys who make it through the program. And Matthew draws an interesting parallel. He says only about 15 percent of real estate agents stay in the business. But only about 15% of these guys make it through the training. And I'm like, why is that? And at first you think, well, they're just stronger. They're just, you know, more athletic or or whatnot. But it's really the mind that, that gets them through. And so I had read a bunch of SEAL books and stuff like that. And most of them were about SEAL training. You know, it's the hardest training in the world and blowing up stuff and shooting bad guys and stuff like that. And I was on my way to a Christmas party and realized that I had forgotten to get my uh, my nephew or my cousin a, a gift. And so he's 21. So I stopped in a bookstore and there's this book, The Way of the Seal there. I'm thinking, oh, great. He'll he'll love this. It's about, you know, Navy SEAL stuff. And being, you know, interested in that kind of thing, myself, I grabbed the book, too. And when I started reading it, I realized that it wasn't a typical book. It was more about Mark teaching these mindset techniques. And I thought, wow, you know, I don't, I I never wanted to be a CEO I'm not trying to be a CEO, but I thought if I could learn these mindset techniques that he's teaching, you know, what, what could I do with that? And so I read the way of the seal. I read another book he had written. He's got an online Academy that I went through. It was a two year, a two year thing, you know? And so that's kind of how I found it and and started with it.
1: I'm glad glad for that, for that birthday party. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So so, so, question for you, kind of at a high level, um, assuming no one's ever been exposed to any of this stuff, but they're like, I, I like this idea. I mean, do you, do you believe, first of all, are, are people who gravitate to, let's say becoming a Navy SEAL, do they have just a predisposition? They're just naturally have that, or is it, is it a learnable skill that you can develop that, that mental toughness?
0: Well, I think that some people are born with, with the natural best, you know, obviously they are because people are going through and you know, through that. And it's funny because, you know, I'll talk to people who, who have no idea what unbeatable mind is or who Mark Devine is. And they'll and they'll tell me uh, about how they deal with with mindset issues. And it's similar to the things that, that we're teaching. But that was the thing for me, Jesse. I thought that you were either born with this mental toughness, this mindset or not. You know, and, and maybe that was a fixed mindset of my own, but it's definitely a teachable skill. And in, in fact, you know, I said that 85 percent uh, of people who go through SEAL training quit. 90% of the people who train through Mark's programs first make it through SEAL training. So, you know, I, I, and you could say those people are going to make it anyway. I don't know, but you know, the numbers, the numbers are pretty high for the people who are successful once they train with Mark and his team.
1: So, so where, where does the trend, I know, and uh, by the way, Gian dropped into the chat box. If you're here live on the zoom, there's a, a link to, uh, Matt, Matthew and Craig's way of the seal episodes. If you want to click on that and check that out later, or if you we will put it in the show notes for this one, the link back to that one. if you want to listen to the podcast, but, um, you don't have to train through all of it now, but if you, if someone were to start, if you're like, okay, they're just want to dive into this besides picking up the book and kind of learning there. Is there any sort of tactical thing where you're like, this is the first thing I tell people to usually to do. What, where do people start?
0: You know, um, Jesse, a lot of a lot of what goes on in our minds, you know, we have control over and I didn't really think that was the case. I thought that our minds just went, but we do have control over the over those thoughts. Right. And we can change them. We can we can change the thoughts if, if they go down a negative path. There's a lot of different tools in, in the program. Um, a breathing practice is, is one of those. And, you know, I've heard Commander Devine say more than once, if you take anything away from the program, take the breathing practice away. And so what, you know, what we do is we sit in a meditative state and just, it's just a mindfulness practice, really just watching our thoughts. So at a base level, I would say, you know, figure out what you're thinking. And if the thoughts aren't where they should be, then, then change those thoughts. And through that breathing practice, we teach what we call like a witness. So, you know, a witness is kind of higher than your, than your thoughts. So if you were sitting in a movie theater and you were watching the screen, you know, the things that play out on the screen are the thoughts. And you're sitting back as the witness looking. So if you can get to a point where you think before you react and you know what your thought process, you know, you know what thoughts are going through your mind. Then you can, first of all, choose your reaction if something comes, you know, something comes your way that's not good. And then you can also redirect those thoughts to a positive place. So at a base level, if you know, if you if you didn't do anything else, you know, I would say the breathing practice is the baseline for everything.
1: I love how many similarities there are between different disciplines. The same things come up over and over, right? It's, it's really interesting. And, and before we change gears, so on the terms of the breathing practice, how often do you do this? Is it multiple times a day? Is it like you do it a couple of times? Like, what's the, how does that, that look for you guys?
0: Yeah, I try to do, I, I normally try to do at least once a day, you know, that's, that, that's really my goal. And, um, through the unbeatable mind, he teaches a box breathing practice. So you, you inhale to a four or five count, you hold to a four or five count, you exhale to a four or five count and you hold at the bottom and then you repeat for, for, um, you know, a period of time. I like to play around with it though. I saw your video on the, on the Wim Hof, the Wim Hof method. Uh, there's a YouTube channel called take a deep breath. I don't know if you've seen that one, but if you haven't Mm -hmm. look that up. And he's got some Wim Hofish practices. Uh, so I, what I'm doing now today, uh, I'll do 20 minutes or so of of breathing, of, of of kind of power Wim Hofish breathing, and then I'll spend about 15 minutes in just a in just a box breathing state. You know, where I'm watching my thoughts, I'm doing some visualization, um, concentration practice. So that, that's kind of what I'm doing today. But you know, I, I recommend to, to to people I work with to do a 20 minute practice, 20 minutes of box breathing. Um, a lot of people can't do that. You know, that's, that's a long time to sit. if you've never done it to sit. So I, you know, I recommend starting out small, even if it's a couple of minutes, five minutes, whatever, and then kind of working your way up from there.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I was just listening to some study that was doing it based on a five minute box breathing daily. And that was enough to even, uh, you know, show physiological reduction in stress symptoms and other, some pretty beneficial things in just five minutes a day from, from a, a consistent like daily, daily consistency.
0: Yeah. Cool. It, it's really amazing. You know, and, and some people think, well, I know how to breathe. I mean, I've been doing it my whole life, but most people breathe, they, they're not breathing, right. They're breathing through the mouth. They're breathing into their upper chest. So like a proper breath is through the nose down into the belly using the diaphragm. And then you kind of work your, you know, you, you you fill your air up your lungs up and your chest up with air from there. And then you exhale through the nose in the reverse order. And that's really a proper breath. And you're right there's all kind of science behind it if we if we breathe in that fashion then it it changes our physiology. And in fact the SEAL teams teach a tactical breath which is a four or five in and a four or five out so those guys can calm themselves in combat situations. So if it works in combat you know it's going to work in real estate or with your children or your spouse or whatever you know.
1: I, I love it. I love, and and we can geek out on breathing for a while but I I, have, I have more things I want to ask you about. I, I just I love this stuff because it's so it sounds so simple. And I guarantee if, you, if you're if you on here, I mean, not, not many of you guys are on camera this morning, but if you type in the chat box or let me know, just as soon as you started talking about breath, I found myself consciously thinking about how I was breathing and holding it. And else else find that, right? Like immediately, as soon as someone starts talking about it, it's something we have such direct control over. It's pretty cool. All right. So I want to change gears a little bit because I, I think I mentioned this when, I, when we were texting back and forth about you coming on here again. Um, when your alarm goes off, are you someone that has just naturally you pop out of bed, you're excited every day or I mean is there certain things you do like what what is that is there a process and walk me through that? Oh.
0: Well, I wouldn't say that I jump out of bed, you know, every every morning. I'm I was funny, I was having a conversation last night with a guy about being an early bird or a or a late or a late night guy. Um you know, I do get up and I and I'm trying to be intentional about the things I let into my mind first thing. You know, so when I do wake up in the mornings, um, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I do some Bible reading and stuff like that. Then I do some breath practice and some, I do a gratitude practice. So I write, I write things I'm grateful for in my journal. You know, and I try to fill my head with positive things. I might turn on something on, you know, a motivational video on YouTube or something like that, just to fill my mind with with positive things. You know, if we let that negative news and stuff like that in there, it just, for me personally, my day just kind of doesn't recover if I if I don't set it intentionally with with positive things.
1: I love it. And, and and I knew you were very, uh, you know, strategic in what you do, doing when it goes off. So um, do you have days where the alarm goes off and you and you go, I don't want to get out of bed.
0: Oh, absolutely. I think I <laughs> yeah, absolutely have those days.
1: <laughs> and, and, what, and what do you do on those days? Like, is there, do you do anything different or is it the same things? Like how, how does, how do those days go for you?
0: Well, you know, it's just a matter of discipline and getting up, you know, you know, if you've ever heard Jocko Willink, I, I love Jocko's direct approach. He says, you know, he gets up every morning at 4.30 and takes a picture of his watch and puts it on Instagram. And people say, hey, Jocko, what's the secret of getting up early? And he says, the secret is set your clock. And when it goes off, get up, you know, so you just have to have some discipline on those days to, to get up and get going.
1: Yeah. And I think that discipline, the, the more you do it, the more it's self-reinforcing as well, right? That, you just, that becomes part of your identity as you are a disciplined person who does this thing. Yeah, that's right. Have you noticed your identity has shifted over the last, you know, few years that you've been going through this journey?
0: Yeah, you know, I, I do. I I would say that's true. You know, I feel I definitely feel more confidence in myself. Yeah, you know, I think the way I carry myself was different than it than it used to be. Um, and this has been a pretty long journey for me. I think I read The Way of the Seal in 2014. So, you know, I've been I've been at it since then. You know, Divine opened up a coaching program. Um a few years back. And I, I did go through that certification and became one of his, one of his coaches because it had made such an impact on me. But yeah, I, you know, I definitely have more confidence in myself. I think I carry myself different uh, than, than I used to. Um, I look at physical training differently now because that's also a part of training the mind. And we can talk about that more if, you, if you'd like to do that. So let's, um, let's
1: talk, let's talk about that. I want to talk about the connection between the physical and the mental. What What is, what is the connection there and how does that work for you?
0: Well, the way it works for me, you know, we teach, a, we teach a process or we teach the big four mental toughness. We talked about breathing. Uh, the second one is your, your self-talk. You know, what are you telling yourself? The third thing is visualization. You know how you how you see yourself. And then the, the fourth thing is micro goals. And so I use Jesse, I use these big four skills for everything and in mental toughness. You know, when you hear that term, you think, yeah, Navy SEALs or athletes are or, or doing hard things. And I used I used the big four mental toughness in my real estate training and and in painting my daughter's bedroom and, and cooking dinner following a recipe. So you know those skills to me are just are, are golden. So um, when we put ourselves in hard physical situations, I mean, you know, what what kind of thoughts go through your mind if you're doing a really intense workout? Oh, this sucks! I can't do it. You know, I, I, I you know whatever you, you start having all these negative thoughts, and that's a great way to to practice. You, you you control your breath. You start telling yourself positive things instead of the negative things. You witness those negative thoughts coming in and you change them. You see yourself being successful. You know, maybe at the end of the workout, you're, you know, hanging out with your buddies or whatever. Um, you visualize yourself in a, in a state where you have good potter, you know, and you're really, you're really doing well. You're really killing it. And then you just focus on the one thing at hand. You know, if it's, uh, I like to use the example of burpees because everybody hates burpees, right? Um, if you're going to do a hundred burpees, where does your mind go? Immediately, he goes, oh my God, I can't do a hundred burpees. But if you think about uh, when those thoughts come in, you say, oh, I got this, I can do this. Then you visualize yourself doing the burpees, you're using good form, you're, 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 you're doing a big jump at the end and slapping your hands together. And then you just focus on one burpee, man. All I got to do is one burpee 100 times. And it, it might get to a point where I'm just putting my hands on the deck, you know, I'm just kicking my feet back. And that's my only goal at that moment. It's just that little thing that's right in front of me. So that, that physical training is a great way to practice those skills.
1: I, I, I've never heard you say that. I love that. All you're doing is one burpee one, whatever a hundred times, right. That's oh, breaking absolutely. it down to the, to the, I love that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so, so question as you're uh you know, you're doing physical training and you're putting your mind through these situations. Um, do you, everyone starts with a different baseline of you know physicality, right? Everyone starts with a different baseline. Do you, is it just about kind of pushing yourself into those situations? And then how do you, how do you train the self-talk piece? How does that tie into it as people put themselves into these different physical situations?
0: Yeah. Okay. So first of all, yes, absolutely. So what's hard for me may not be hard for you or vice versa. You know, I may say, Hey, let's do hundred burpees. And you say, Oh yeah, no problem. I got that. Uh, I don't do that, but you, you may. So, you know, if you're looking or, to or you 10, say
1: 10 and someone's like, I, I don't right? whatever, need, whatever right, it is. Yeah. Right. yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It's different for different strokes for different folks. So, you know, like one of the, another example that I use is ice bass and stuff like that. And you, you, it sounds like you have some experience with that, but, um, some people can do cold and some can't. So, you know, the baseline is going to be different strokes for different folks. Um, <clears throat> so just start where you are, figure out what's hard for you. And then, and then work with that. And the okay. second part of that question was what, just I repeat that. For a, me. A,
1: a self-talk. How, how do you, I mean, I, I know you got to start by becoming aware of it, but how do you train? If, if self-talk is part of the big four, how do you train self-talk? Cause I think especially in sales, tying this back in real estate a little bit, um, Self-talk is something that a lot of agents aren't even aware of how much is impacting them in their day and what they're doing and where they're at. How do you train self-talk?
0: Yeah, so we're telling ourselves something all the time, right? I mean, we have somewhere between 50 and 90,000 thoughts a day, depending on which expert you're listening to. And most of those thoughts are just loops. So it's being aware of the thoughts, first of all. And then just, you know, uh, one of the things we teach is like spot drills. So you might set your phone for every hour and it goes off every hour. And you ask yourself at that moment, what am I thinking at this moment? And if it's something you shouldn't be thinking or something you want to change, then you then you work through that process of changing it. Another thing you can do is put a little wristband on or wh- or whatever, just something to remind you to check your to check your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And then you just basically go through um, the process of, of changing that with, with self-talk. And a good thing to do is come up with some kind of a mantra, you know, day by day in every way I'm getting better and better or I got this, or I can do that, whatever that mantra for you is, whatever works. um, And just go through that, check your thoughts, where are they? And then just run through the, the, the self-talk in your head. Another thing Matthew and I have talked about on here is spoken, the spoken word. So one of the things I've heard some people talk about is speaking the words out loud, you know, and so, and just instead of running through them in your mind is actually saying them out loud. And I think that's another powerful exercise too.
1: Interesting. Okay. So, so, once you develop, I'm assuming it's kind of like a muscle, you develop that muscle of being aware of your own thoughts. Is it something that you find in your own life, you get a baseline and it's good, or you have to keep coming back to it because you you forget to be aware of your own thoughts. Like how how has that been for you personally?
0: Yeah. You know, it's, I think it's a conscious effort. I do think there's some training and it gets better, you know, but it's a conscious effort. You know, Tony Robbins, I heard him say one time, if you know who he is, you know, all the stuff he teaches people, he says, I get up and do that first thing every morning. Because if I don't, you know, I'm 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 going to be like everybody else. So, uh, you know, there is some conscious effort there, and you have to be aware of it. And you can slip back and fall in the hole. You know, you, we we still fall in the hole even though we are training. Hopefully, we're more aware of it uh, than we used to be, and we don't fall in as often. But it's an intentional practice. It really is.
1: Uh, I love it. All right, we got, we got about five minutes. Um, anything that's either on on your mind on your heart that you just want to share this one of the things and techniques i mean there's so much to cover i just i know I'm kind of jumping around i just want to give people a little sampling so they can kind of get get a taste of who you are and what what you teach and uh anything else you you anything else we should dive into
0: yeah i just you know i would say if you don't have it if some kind of active practice to train your mind i would I would encourage you to implement one you know whatever it is whether it's you look into unbeatable mind and Jesse, you said it. There's like a lot of stuff out there that kind of, you know, runs together and, and mixes. But um, one, one of Commander Devine's quotes is if you're not training, the world is training you. And so I think everything starts with the mind. So I would, you know, if you're not doing something, whether it's a, just a quick meditation practice or, or, or some way to monitor what's going on between the ears, then implement that because everything starts in the mind.
1: Oh, I love that. All right. So if we want to give someone a challenge for the next and, and t- give them a duration, how long, and what, what, what do you think would be something good for them? That, that if someone's like, I want, I want some ideas, what do I take on first? But, but what would you, what would you say?
0: You know, I would say if you don't have, I keep going back to breathing, you know, I really, I really do. But if you don't have a breathing practice, then for the next 30 days, start one, you know, whether it's five minutes of box breathing or or just a couple of breaths here and there, but really be aware of, of taking really proper tactical breaths in, in, working on that, you know, that's, that's what I would encourage people to do. That's made the biggest impact in my life.
1: I love it. And if they're going to take that on, how do they, uh, start, I mean, let's say someone, maybe they're consistent in some areas of their life. Maybe they're not, but how does someone start to develop that consistency? If this is a, a new challenge, like, okay, I, I get it. I'm going to, I'm going to take on my breathing practice, however long it is each day for the next 30 days. How does someone, someone work on the other than just do it? Or is that the secret? How do you work on the consistency of that?
0: Yeah, I would say that's probably it. Just do it. But one of the things I like to encourage people to do is set a time, you know, set a time that you're going to do it and maybe even a place. So um, I have a, a bench, one of those meditation benches at the at the foot of my bed over on the, on the side that I don't sleep on. And that's my little meditation space. So I would say designate a place to do it, designate a time to do it, and then just implement some discipline after that, Jesse, and, and, and get after it.
1: Have, have you read the book, uh, Good Habits, Bad Habits by Wendy Wood?
0: I haven't read that one. Have to, I'll have to pick that one up. T-
1: t- check it out. So I, I read most of it, then I set it down and I just found it again recently. ever do that where you have books, you kind of half reading, you stick it, stick in somewhere, you go, oh, I, I forgot. So I started reading through it again. again. Um, it's a really great book on the psychology, um, physiology too, but the psychology behind how habits are formed and created. And so what you just said, where you said you have a meditation bench, there's something called a context and a construct in terms of habit formation that you are doing things that your brain physiologically and psychologically to reinforce that consistency by having a specific time, specific place that when you see that bench at this certain time, it's going to trigger that you almost start to do your breathing work probably before you even are consciously aware that you're sitting down to do it. Is that what happens for you?
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, you, you are, the, another thing, do, do you know the concept of uh, habit stacking? Let's hear it. Okay, so habit stacking is where you take, and there's a few different terms for it, that's what she calls it, where you take something you do already consistently and stack the new thing you want to do on the end of it. So let's say you brush your teeth consistently every day. Okay, if as soon as you finish brushing your teeth, you sit down to do your breath work, you're going to do the breath work a lot more consistently because it's stacked on top of something you already do. That's already a pretty, pretty ingrained habit. Make sense?
0: That makes perfect sense. That yeah. makes
1: real sense. So I love those. All right. I, I just, I just want to say thank you. You've, you've dropped a couple of interesting uh, one-liners, mantras, things. Do you have any other favorite things that you repeat to yourself often before I wrap up? I want to see that. You, I, I know you have some good ones that, that float around.
0: Yeah. I, I do say you know, I got this easy day. That's a, that's a, that's a sealed thing apparently that uh, that I learned from Mark, but there's one good one. Have you ever seen the edge with no. uh, Anthony, Anthony Hopkins, not Baldwin. That's a no. really good movie. And there's a point, there's a part in the movie where they're being stalked by this bear. They're in the Alaskan wilderness and they're stranded and they have to kill this bear. And so Anthony Hopkins is trying to pump Alec Baldwin up and he says, what one man can do, another can do. And so that's one of my favorite mantras, man. What one man can do, another can do. So if you've done it, why can't I do it, right?
1: <laughs> oh, I love it. I love that one. And what, what was the other one? What was Easy Day? I've, that's, I've never, I haven't heard that one, actually.
0: Yeah, easy day. That's a that's that's one that I that I learned from Mark and his team. You know, so easy easy day, man. We got this. <laughs>
1: I love it. It's I. For, I don't know. For, there's certain ones. That, I hope you guys are listening. There's different ones that resonate with everybody. When I hear that one, it just shifts me like yeah, easy day. All right, all right, I I love that.
0: Yeah, that's another good point though. Find something that that works for you. Something that 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 gets you going, fired up, and and use that.
1: Yeah, easy day, man. Easy day. <laughs> day. Craig, thanks for being here. This is great. I, I love this guys. If you want to find more from Craig, uh, where can they find you? Where can they connect with you? What, what's the best way people to, to connect?
0: I've got a website, Jesse. It's under construction though. It's wininyourmind.com, but I'm J Craig Graves on every social platform. J like Jesse. Yeah. Craig. Johnny. Yeah. like Jesse Jonathan, but yeah, same, same thing.
1: J, J, J Craig Graves. I love it. And what's the website <laughs> that you have that's, that's in process of being built called? WinInYourmind.com. Win, Win in your mind. mind. I love it. Craig. Thanks for being here. This. this is awesome, man.
0: Thanks for having me, Jesse.
1: Bye guys. Easy day to all you guys. Easy day, man.